Stampede. Garner isn't number 111, recorded 82921. Afghanistan, like COVID-19, is going to be with us for a long time. So when people say no one can predict the future, I feel confident in telling you these two man-made historic events will be with us for years to come. And let's face it, they're man-made and not natural disasters. Some would tell you COVID-19 came from nature, but I think it's safe to say if it had, it would have presented itself long before. No, COVID-19 rampaged through human populations rapidly and has killed over 2 million people worldwide in about a year and a half. Emergency vaccines to stop its spread underlies our government's concern that the economy has been seriously affected, but our stock market continues to make new record highs, which would suggest the numbers aren't legitimate. The market has been artificially inflated by funny money distributed by the Federal Reserve Bank, 
allowing 0% interest rates or free money to be used by companies to buy back their shares traded on Wall Street. If that sounds like a rigged system, you'd be right. And the consequences might be very painful. You really didn't believe when they made free money available to the banks in this country, they wouldn't put it to use to drive up stock market values, did you? Of course not. It could become troublesome if they have to put an end to all of that. You really didn't believe when they shut down the country because of COVID, that would result in the market faltering. Well, that hasn't happened. It just kept climbing higher because the Federal Reserve injected more worthless money so the government could borrow money that the U.S. Treasury kept demanding. You see, we live by the modern monetary theory, which says our government isn't constrained by the revenue it brings in. No, that theory says the U.S. government can borrow whatever it needs or wants, and it can do so by having our central bank, the Federal Reserve, to support America's debt. Just print more fiat money, paper money, which is in effect worthless. And you thought we were living in the richest country on earth.
this story isn't going to end well. You aren't going to live happily ever after. It's not a fairy tale that will end well. You should be prepared for our government collapsing like some high-rise building in Miami. Our government's economic strength is being built out of sand. The foundation is going to give way, and there won't be any possibility of preventing it from collapsing. Modern monetary theory absolves all responsibility. Forget about a world with constraints. Just open the door, any door, and let the flood run wild. That's what our future will be, and has been for some time now. By all rights, what has been happening in our country with COVID-19, our economic system should have been dealt a nasty blow. But the numbers keep telling us we're in the midst of a boom. What is it? Boom or bust? Well, the way our military involvement in Afghanistan collapsed would suggest something wasn't right as well. I mean, we spent $2 trillion in nation building over there, and we don't have much to show for it. But like I said, there aren't any constraints in our modern monetary theory. The truth of the matter is we should have had constraints in what we were doing over there. True, Al-Qaeda was allowed to fester in Afghanistan, resulting in the 9-11 attack on us. I would only ask why they attacked us in the first place. Because that didn't require 20 years of occupation in Afghanistan. We defeated the Taliban and the Al-Qaeda by 2003, and we didn't have to stay there for another 17 years. The American people deserve to know why we were attacked on 9-11 in 2001. And I would strongly suggest it had to do with oil. The petrodollar, which was orchestrated in 1971, propelled our currency as the reserve currency of the world, forcing us to build a military to protect that policy. We controlled how oil was sold for 50 years, and our military defeat in Afghanistan is signaling the end of our hegemony.
When our federal government collapses from the largest financial debt in history, it won't be pretty. Well, the likelihood of that happening soon isn't unrealistic. A refusal of countries willing to accept our currency and the everyday payment for oil could trigger a run on the dollar. Banks around the world closing their doors on exchanging the use of our money could have a cascading effect. Our own central bank might be forced to stop accepting debt from the U.S. Treasury in an attempt to slow the devaluation and demand a reset in the U.S. government's use of its currency. In other words, a declaration of bankruptcy and the beginning of a new and different currency. When that will happen is difficult to determine, but it's definitely coming. Of course, money, its acceptance by any society is a tricky thing. Politicians who work every day trying to convince their constituents that everything is working, that the public workers will be paid. Pensions would be sent out each month. Social security checks would still be issued. Police departments still having cars patrolling the streets. The teachers still being employed and that our military would get paid. Everything will be all right because our politicians will say we aren't going to be using dollars anymore. It'll be something else. And knowing politicians as I do, they'll devise a new name for our new currency. It might take a little time readjusting. There might be a time of panic and chaos, but eventually everyone will have to recognize America's good times have come to an end, and we will have to start behaving like everyone else in the world.
course, if you're looking for signs that would lead you to believe a collapse of the federal government is imminent, you'd have to be looking at our Federal Reserve Bank, which buys U.S. Treasury debt. When the confidence of the value of the U.S. dollar is called into question, those purchases will decrease in value. And countries like China that hold trillions of dollars of U.S. debt, inflation in this economy will start showing up. The chairman of the Federal Reserve has said the recent rise of inflation is only an anomaly and isn't a true reflection of the long-term estimated goal of 2% inflation that the Federal Reserve Bank anticipates that it will begin to lessen. If this so-called anomaly of a rise of inflation continues, Mr. Powell, the chairman of the Federal Reserve, will be forced to raise interest rates. Mr. Powell doesn't want to do that. The present interest rate is near 0%, a historic low, and if the U.S. dollar is devalued, it will, in effect, produce a climate of inflation. Goods will cost more. The price for services will increase. And this is a predictable thing. It's happened in history before with other governments. Mr. Powell has suggested several times the Federal Reserve has the tools to combat inflation. And what are those tools? Well, if inflation in this country is not an anomaly, but a loss of confidence in the use of our currency as the reserve currency in the world, then Mr. Powell may very well see that the inflation is not transitory, but could be rapidly rising and of a long-term condition. We Americans may be faced with unparalleled inflation, shortages, and stoppages, and the unrealistic prosperity this country has enjoyed as a debtor nation is going to threaten our government. New and dramatic reforms will be attempted to bring back confidence. But 50 years of debt, not just an insignificant debt, $30 trillion in debt, is not going to be resolved easily. There will be significant inflation, and the government's debt will never be repaid. Its institutions collapsed.
the collapse of our federal government resulting from 50 years of running massive deficits is something that won't be corrected quickly. It'll have far-reaching effects. The realigning of foreign alliances, different trading partners, and increased military conflicts. It's difficult to say what a superinflation will do to America's society, but I'm willing to bet it won't be pretty. I, for one, would like to see the politicians whose careers have lasted for 50 years be held accountable for destroying this country. They saw what was happening while profiting by the corporations that kept them being re-elected over and over again. They kept telling the American people they were working for them while getting juiced up with their own power. Under the veneer of a 50-year veteran U.S. congressperson beats the heart of some very egotistical, selfish individuals, all claiming to be working for you. And let's face it, if they accomplished helping the people in this country, they wouldn't require four or five bodyguards to protect them. No, the people of this country have been betrayed, used to keep the system going that didn't just supply them with more stuff. It produced a system filled with violence, corruption, and deceit. The money has been phony, the water has been tainted, and the people who are making the decisions for the direction of this country for the last 50 years should be held accountable for what has taken place. So there are plenty of reasons to believe our government is close to restructuring. It may collapse before a new process of governing is devised, but an earthquake is coming to level what we've known for some time now. And that's something that will have to happen. The processes have been vulnerable for some time now. Everybody has been seeing what was going on, and they knew it couldn't stand forever. This week on Garner Isn't, you first heard Segan Akinola's compositions for the TV series Doctor Who, Spymaster, then The Lie, and Something Revolutionary, followed by Franz Waxman's composition, the main theme to the movie Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, a 1941 release, and then more from the spy master, 
And finally, another Akinola composition, a copa. Stampede, written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.